0: The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards, we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore, and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information.
1: Good evening, and welcome to movies you should see. This week we are reviewing the 1999 film Bike Club, starring Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, and the Helena monk- Bonham Carter, Monkey Girl from Planet of the Apes. Helena Bonham Carter and Meatloaf. 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 meatloaf, meatloaf, of meatloaf. I, I
2: think it's unfair to describe her as Monkey Girl. No. And then yeah. list her as being in Planet of the Apes.
3: Well, she didn't have any makeup. And for it.
2: technically, that would mean she's Ape Girl. <laughs> I'm Mike Dawson I'm Richard Smith
4: I'm Alison Downing I'm Craig and I'm, Bevan and
2: I'm
5: just you no know, field forgetting how many people there were in the show at that exact moment thanks. sorry there Craig
3: thanks, thanks. sorry it's right, dude yeah. well
5: you know Mike left you out of the credits of his film so
3: yeah and I was only a main character
5: so I think I can be forgiven for talking over you hmm. in which jokes? one right Fight Club oh, the, the follow
1: up from David Fincher to Seven sorry so Ste- <laughs> Steely boys. Yeah. Steely boys having the mic over there. mister Mr. E-Singer Mr. So uh, boy a needs the, joke, needs the microphone the mic all the time. Away. While I'm talking, he touches the microphone. Made a comedy away. joke. And then so I'm the like, people evils. can't hear me because you don't like people hearing
5: you. See, this is because Mike seems to be under this impression that he's more important than everybody else. Let's move on.
3: Okay. Come on. So essentially, with Fight Club, what we've got... <laughs> people wonder why I can't make a point on this show okay
1: no they don't no I forgot what I was going to say someone else pick up (laughs) okay so Fight Club the follow up to uh, 1995 7 from David Fincher and oh no I'm actually lying through my arse uh, it's a follow up to the game Which was Oh, I didn't know he
2: did the game. Yeah, he did the game. Oh, it's good, the game. You can't watch it it more than twice, though. It gets crap after that.
1: Yeah, it's one of those films where the twist is very much dependent on the rest of the film, and then as soon as you know what the overall outcome is, then you really don't give a shit.
4: You just lose interest.
1: Like The Sixth Sense. Right. You can only watch The Sixth Sense twice, and then it loses something on multiple viewings.
6: Yeah.
1: This, however, is a twist movie, which doesn't lose it on multiple viewings. In fact, the more you watch it, the more it becomes more interesting the more you
4: see and understand
1: I should yeah we should probably um, interject for a moment to say that uh, this is so heavily dependent on the twist like with from Dust to Dawn a couple of weeks ago there will be a point where we will be introducing spoilers but we will give you forewarning about that so if you haven't seen the film you will have to turn off at a certain point I might do a lovely bit of now there'd be spoilers music (laughs) We should have one of those. A little jingle. Yeah, a little jingle.
2: Spoilers Um, coming soon. Did you ever get those books as a kid that came with a tape, and every time you you read the book along with the tape, and every
1: time you
2: turned the page, there was a noise. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Star Wars, and it was R2-D2. Yeah, the Star
2: Wars ones. Indiana Jones was, every time you hear the bullwhip crack.
5: (laughs) Uh, You will know it is time to turn the page where you hear R2-D2. Like this,
1: yeah, and then yeah, oh my god, I just had a massive acid flashback. That is (laughs) weird, man. Yeah, (laughs) that was buried somewhere deep in the back of a plethora of childhood memories that were best left somewhere back there.
5: I still have my tapes as well, I just don't have Empire Strikes Back. I never had it, but I've got Star Wars and I've got Return of the Jedi. I think
1: I had the Star Trek 3 one, okay. So anyway. Anyway, so-
2: yeah. How did they do Star Trek three as a read alonger tape? Um, well they basically got they a guy
1: ex- to read what they've written in a small book.
2: No, I just I just wonder how <laughs> they do all the like the spot going through puberty thing as a picture book for kids.
1: I think they missed that bit out. <laughs> so anyway, fight club. We're following basically Edward Norton's character who is a somewhat typical in a sense of a late nineties. Western male who is in his early 30s sort of just coming
4: I'd say a bit maybe, younger maybe late 20s, late 20s. Yeah. he's in that kind of age bracket and wage bracket
1: crisis he's having tight. his quarter life crisis before yeah. that term was coined but yes yeah. that yeah. sort of that kind of area and yeah just he's
4: approaching 30 in a
1: dead end job yeah, IKEA nesting instinct kicking in. Yeah. The, I'm yeah. becoming my dad. Yeah, yes. yeah.
2: In, in yeah. Not not the midlife. I am my dad. It was a life I'm becoming my dad.
1: Yeah.
4: I've got everything sorted. I've got one of everything and yeah. that's fine.
1: Mm. And I had the couch. I've got the couch. So I'm happy. I have the couch things sorted. Yeah, yeah. That whole.
4: It's a cornerstone, isn't it? I've, I'm finally sorted. I've bought my own couch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't quite reached that point yet. How is it? Arthur?
4: It's quite good. Once you've bought one, you regret it. You wish you'd bought another one, but yeah. It's I'm still right.
2: chuffed over the fridge.
4: <laughs> yeah that's uh, yes, my- your first ownership thing isn't it really yeah. fridge yeah we bought a it. fridge together
1: right. I've never owned a, a white good <laughs> <laughs> you've never owned anything that you bought simply for practical sake rather than for fun yeah yeah pretty much right there's no fun with the fridge no didn't do anything.
4: Lightning the no, a- day is the day that you uh, agree to have a mortgage. Uh-huh. That's when your entire life goes fast forward in kind of tunnel vision. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I've got a mortgage! <laughs> what did they lend me all that money for? <laughs> crazy, crazy fucking moment when you just realize, oh shit, I've, I've got to grow up. That's it. Yeah. But the couch is. It's something good. It's not instrumental. It certainly wasn't instrumental for me, but it's the cu- like the absolute cornerstone of Ed Norton's character. He's got the couch, and yeah. it's
2: great for napping on during the day. Mm. Not that I've ever done that. Mm. Oh point, really? No, I don't. Do that. Oh really? I didn't do it today.
3: Anyway, Edward so Nog, he's plodding along yeah. through this kind of mediocre boring. type life. Dull, sort yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, what, uh,
4: what job does he do? I never really get a handle right, he, on that job. He, he's an he's uh,
2: insurance claims, claims investigator. investigator.
4: No, he's not. No, he's, wrong like, wrong he's like completely. a crash test dummy kind of person, isn't he? And he looks at crash tests of no, no. What, no the, and decides the, whether they need recalling. Yeah, he is
5: the person that looks at damaged items, and like we've had in the news recently about the uh, the.
6: Exploding uh, laptops, exploding. laptops
5: exploding yeah someone will have had to look at the probable test of failure and put that against the possible lawsuits and if it's less than then they don't recall them right basically. i've heard but- that said
2: i've heard the the actual fight club equation example handed yeah. out on a tech podcast have you um, right
5: yeah <laughs> so it's official then no,
2: they were quoting Fight Club and just saying, oh, right, right. look, that's clear. They're saying exactly what we were saying. But Oh, no, I heard yeah.
1: th- the other day as well I heard something that's similar to this. Apparently the NHS chooses oh, drugs yeah. based on if a drug can give a patient an extra year of quality life, then they will go up to 30 grand for that drug. But like some cancer drugs are like 52 grand, but that's outside of their remit. So they, they don't buy those drugs. Yeah. 30 grand's is their cutoff point. So they choose that like a business, like anything else. Yeah. It's quite mad when you sort Although of... That's because not, unfortunately... be a better drug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's the point. Drug. There, there is happen. a big
5: marriage between business and medicine, which is a problem, which is another good reason to watch Constant Gardener,
3: but we won't go into that. Okay. And coming um,
2: soon in another Michael Moore epic... Probably for
3: whatever they were, take it
2: or leave it. So,
4: so, so so it's not a very dynamic character, he's kind of stuck in this dead end job, and he doesn't really get on with other people. He sees himself as a, a, at least, an insomniac, isn't he? Yeah, and he says that life's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, he's not engaged in any of his life,
3: lonely as hell, yeah. And so, the only kind of comfort he can get is going to these specific groups like Alcoholics Anonymous that type of thing is that right? yeah uh,
2: well, what yeah, are they? support groups of people with groups. Re- who are dying
3: yeah sorry not. so there's cancer
2: yeah. ones yeah. and there's all sorts of ones he
4: gets told that by a doctor you know you don't know what pain is if you think of somebody's pain go and meet some testicular cancer victims that's
5: so pain does. yeah and what he finds at the groups is the, if he finds that strangers that are as honest as those people are make him cry yeah. and he finds that once he can cry once he can let go he can sleep
4: yeah and he, so he then speak
5: yeah and therefore he just can't get enough of it so he makes sure he finds every single you know group that's going on in the city and he goes to all of them he cries sleeps beautiful life becomes a little better
3: yeah but as this happens he meets someone Marliss Singer Marliss Singer played, mm. by, played by, Helena by Helena Bonham Bonham Bon, bon, Bonham. Bonham. Bonham,
2: Bonham, 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 Mrs. Burton.
4: She's hanging out in a few of these groups as well. He's meeting her at more than one. Yeah, yeah. and she uh, turns up to the testicular cancer support group. Clearly, yeah, right. not having testicles.
5: Although, as she points out, she has more right to be there than he does.
4: Yeah, because he's still
5: got them. Yes. Um, but he finds that once, <laughs> I think that's a brilliant bit of dialogue, but once um, her lie reflects his, he can't cry, he can't sleep again. He needs her um, to bugger off, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, he needs her to bugger off. And in order to do that, he has to make contact with her. And she's weird. Awesome. Just weird.
4: There's one shot of her when she when he's called her back and said, um, "I think we should swap numbers." And uh, she's walking dead across the street. She's not looking oh, at traffic shit, yeah. at anything, and it's almost as if the traffic sort of goes through her at one point.
2: She scared the shit out of the stunt drivers who were doing the stunt because there's several times when they actually brush her. Really? Yeah. There's bits when the coat that she's wearing gets caught on the cars and stuff like that because she got closer to them than they were happy with. Yeah. Or something like that.
6: She's brilliant. She's She's
5: very
2: absolutely good. brilliant. She's Same. one of those very intense sort of actor types. It's yeah, very definitely. serious. I think
4: I think she's a, a very, very good example of a British actress.
5: I would uh, say
2: so.
4: And in this film, Top of a Prime.
5: Very underrated as well. She's she's it's never like Helena Bonham Carter. Bang, oh, you we know, don't see her
4: in a great deal, no, do we? Yeah, I mean, she picks no, we and chooses. I She's in every look. Tim
2: Burton film now.
3: Yeah, really. she
4: never really does
3: it for me. I, I don't know what it is. I think she's a you know, solid performance and all that, but
2: she's good on TV. When she's in a TV production, she's good in it I can and shines never be through. Be but- with her, I really can't. I don't no. know what it is. I know what you mean. There's something. I'm not. I'm never quite at ease with her. I don't know what it is. She's not bad. She's I don't, posh. It's not that she she's posh because I don't have, I don't have <laughs> issues with the whole posh thing. So it's not that. It's, it's just, oh, I don't know. It's difficult to be. To, to I don't
4: explain. know. I think she's great in this and she smokes a fuck of a lot
2: oh i, know, I yeah. think she doubled her smoking intake yeah yeah she
5: did she used to put me to shame actually your
2: character <laughs> <laughs> oh yes we, we were just commenting on your smoking that will come up in a later episode yeah
5: um Ooh, how exciting
2: yes so he's going to support groups he finds that marla is going to all the same ones with him yep then he can't sleep anymore
1: now when does tyler's turn up um at the bar
2: later yes a little bit after they this.
4: meet on the plane. Yeah,
2: they meet on the Sorry, plane. so they meet on the plane. He's right. on the plane. So as part Wait. of his job, he spends a great deal of time flying all over the country investigating different car accidents yeah. involving cars of the company he works for. Yes. He's a crash investigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
5: he's of. trying. To, yeah, and he's basically sent around yeah to work out that how many times the uh, the accidents will happen and whether they should recall the cars or not. Yeah, And it's quite sick You see how um, What's the word I'm looking for Desensitised Everybody's become to this I mean The the the, guy, the investigators are joking About how this guy Must have been really fat Because you can see him Parts of him melted To the seats Where mm. this car's set on fire And stuff yeah. like that um, And it's just really sick okay. Basically Jump in somebody
1: So he's so, on the plane So he meets Tyler Dunn, Played by Brad Pitt In fine form But he say so myself oh, Very wow. colourful personality indeed Yeah. Um, very like reminiscent of his um, performance in, slightly reminiscent I should say of his performance in um, Twelve Monkeys, mm-hmm. When he kind of like toned down some of his mannerisms and his little flinches and his movements always kind of reminded me of that character in Twelve Monkeys. Has everyone seen that?
5: Yeah, but I yeah, said, no, I don't, okay. okay. um, I don't agree with you at all. I, I don't agree with you at all. Not even the it's, flinches
1: it's, and the movements.
5: No, I, I, it's, I don't think it's worth arguing over. It. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but I do think it's an incredible performance, both of them, actually.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Incredible. Um, let's move on. It's very kind of, stylish as well. He's very
4: stylish. Yeah. He's got this beautiful red leather jacket on and his Elvis sunglasses. And If it
5: was really anyone danced. other than Brad Pitt, if you saw them in the street wearing those clo- that clothing, you
2: would punch them in the face. Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. Just for Jarvis like
4: Cocker a was wearing car. it, you know, <clears throat> he'd get a punch yeah. in Sheffield.
2: I don't know Jarvis Cocker could get away with a hell of a lot. He can yes. now, but he yeah. couldn't
4: when he was a teenager, a no. student. Right, um, and th- they're both in the um, the big leg room seats on the plane aren't there you know the one where you have to help
2: the one by the door the by the emergency exit that will within, never be used
4: they don't change seats I love this little bit because he's showing him the, uh, the yeah. little emergency card and he's going you know the, the oxygen masks they drop down so that you get high and you don't care about zooming towards your impending death kind of thing look at these shiny happy faces on this card
2: Kama's Hindu Cows. Yes,
4: Karma's yes. Hindu <laughs> Cows. Love that bit.
2: I remember the quote. I'm usually shit at that. <laughs> yeah, it was spot on, Rich. Yeah. I'll try and get some more to come up later.
4: So um, he makes soap, doesn't he? This guy.
2: He makes soap. He's a soap salesman, maker and salesman.
1: So he's offering Edward Norton's character a fresh perspective on life. He's offering him a sort of a different route to the route that he's taking currently with his sad, laid out, middle, late 20s, early 30s sort of routine. Yeah. Yeah. And this then begins the title of the film, The Fight Club.
4: What about what happens just after he meets him and when he gets off a plane and goes home, he's greeted by his the partner's, his on, partners fire. on fire yeah, and was, all of his collected Ikea furniture is scattered all around the gardens and he's harmless so he's he forced he's,
1: he's given um, Tyler's number and he is forced to then seek refuge with him which then forces his hand into sort of becoming part of this this lifestyle that Tyler's used to which is the exact prescribed opposite to what yeah, he's used mm. to. just
3: totally outrageous.
5: Yeah. It's and lovely. It's Very simple ways of putting it as well. It says, you know, what's a duvet? And Edward Norton replies, comfort. He says, no, it's a blanket. Very simple little thing. Just taking the frills off it's of a
6: materialistic.
5: Yeah. So it adds, to, it's a bed. You don't need a bed. Just have a mattress.
4: It doesn't yeah. signify anything. It's black, it's white. It's a blanket. Mm. It keeps you warm. It's not comfort. That's like a that 's like a something that you can 't touch it 's comfort it 's an ephemeral thing, but a blanket is i think
1: there's like a there is a certain amount of eastern western ideals thing going on here yeah. and in terms of the western traditional model being engrossed in capitalism and consumerism and um the all encompassing ego being such a a high point of everyone 's life is you know their own uh, the, uh, someone quite aptly described our society as being like an escalator. You're going up, you're going up. If you're not going up, then you're going down. Mm. If you're staying still, you're still going down. It's about getting the bigger office, the better office, the bigger car, the better mm. car, the, the, the more the beautiful wife, the beautiful husband.
4: Buying and, into communi- consumer society.
1: Buying more stuff. And I think George Carlin once put it quite correctly. I, um, I can't, can't put it better myself. We were just talking about a house and how we put such a premium on a house and all a house is is stuff where you store your own shit. That's it. You know, it's just a place where you go to put stuff and sleep and then you go to work so you can pay for the house where you're putting all your shit. And, you know, it's that whole idea of that that sort of value system, which is then the opposite of it, the dovetail of it, if you will, is on the other side, where it is not so much Eastern sort of view, which isn't so much ego-based, it isn't so possessions-based, that it's more communist rather than capitalist-dominated. Mm. And it's that kind of meshing between Ed Norton and Brad Pitt's characters, the very basic ideological standpoint. Yeah. And that's where Ed Norton starts and then where he ends up is somewhere completely different. And later on with the whole Project Mayhem, where you know we don't have names, we have names in death when it means nothing, but we have, don't have names now. Yeah. And that's a kind of, you know, the whole the yeah, the ego is gone. The there is no ego, there's no personality, we're all part of this whole communist system. So on a very basic level you can or um a sort of a, a more of a higher level you can see it as being one of the East versus West kind of metaphor. Yeah. And that's sort of the basis of the philosophy behind the film is the the destruction of materialism and the um leaving that part of your life behind which I, I remember watching this and thinking to myself yeah, I really would love to just you know just throw it all away and just fuck it just have a leather jacket, go off somewhere with a fucking <laughs> sleeping bag and just do it all, you know. And then I just think, you oh, know, I like my DVDs too much. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it adorable just- that, that for you,
2: being the rebel that is Tyler Durden means owning a leather jacket. No,
1: because, what <laughs> because that's said. all he's got. No, that's because all that's he's all got. he's got. He lives, it's a in a pr- squat. Yeah, lives in a squat.
4: He's got, um, fairy lights and, uh, and if he turns a light on, another one goes off. He's got brown shit coming out of his tabs. I mean, and a leather he's, jacket. he's living in seriously shitty conditions. Could I'm, you honestly say that you'd give up your house?
1: No, no, no. This is what I'm that. saying. This you is couldn't. The, this is the thing. You are attached to that material possession. What I was saying about the leather jacket is he says at one point, we'll have leather jackets which will last our lifetime. Yeah. And the whole, and that's it. You don't need to buy any more clothes. You don't need to buy into fashion and all the rest of the bullshit. You just have one set of clothes that's going to last you and that's it. Yeah, Although he
3: does look ridiculously good. He does look ridiculously <laughs>
1: good, but that's the Hollywood gloss on it. If it was made oh, yeah. in France, he'd look a bit shit. Yeah, but the yeah, that that whole thing, that whole you wanting to give up on it, and it's a lovely idea. But once you've been born into this system and once you've known this system all of your life, it's a very difficult concept to give up.
4: Absolutely,
1: and, and kind
4: of that's a sort of descent into his madness as well, isn't it? Coupled yeah. with the uh insomnia mm. is that his quest to give it all up is fucking painful. Mm. It's difficult at every step of the way. It's not a comfortable life.
1: But he gets a head start with his apartment blowing up.
4: Yeah. Well, he hasn't got a fucking choice, has he? Exactly. it has gone.
3: He's He's pushed in the right direction. So, then the fight club starts. Randomly, Brad Pitt, Tells them to hit
2: him. Yeah, they go out for a drink and as yeah. they're leaving, Brad Pitt. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Awesome line. Awesome mm. line delivered far better than I ever could.
5: But it's just it's the trailer started with that. The yeah. trailer started in black with Brad Pitt going, "I want you to hit me as hard as you can." Why? Or well, how? How else could? What's it? Oh shit! How? What can you know about yourself? If you've never been in a fight, and then you sort of
2: think, "Oh yeah." And then we were what, hit. What does that mean? What do you know about yourself? I've never, so never really been... been in a fight, and I feel I know myself pretty well.
4: What do you, do you know, know how far yeah. you could go and how much you could take?
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. You yeah. oh. see, that's what it means.
5: What, what are you prepared to you do you're when you're pushed is. up against I do. the wall? <laughs> you
2: know? But that's frightening.
1: What, I, what if I could go what is actually too far? Of
4: course, it's frightening. That's where the fear comes in, mm. that's it's... what is challenging.
1: It's the old saying of people saying that they're virtuous because of certain elements, of their personalities. I know I've never cheated on my girlfriend or something like that, you know, or I've never done this. I've never killed anybody. But the truth is that uh, unless you have tested that virtue with vice, then you don't know unless you've had your back put against the wall long enough, hard enough, everyone has a breaking point. Mm. And that's until that virtue has been tested. It's not true virtue. And that's, that's the interesting bit in that is yeah, yeah that, that whole idea yeah how, how much do you know about yourself unless you've been in a fight how much do you know about yourself unless you've been you know hurt because yeah. that is an inherent part of life not if you're not being hurt not if you're not being hurt but i mean how much do you know about how much you can take and you remember he's yeah. he
4: needs to learn about pain the doctors the doctors made it quite clear to him you don't fucking know what pain is
2: well, yeah. Find yes, out what pain is. He's, on a, th- he's right. on a
4: quest to find out what pain is.
2: I never really saw that in it. That's very good.
5: And it's very Thank obvious you. as well. Thank you, Alison.
4: Oh, cheers, <laughs> it's good.
2: Oh, That's good. That's I good. I never...
5: Sorry, that wasn't taking it away from you. That was saying, I feel thick.
2: No, I feel thick also. Good. Okay. Good. Thick all around. What's 10% of a million, Tristan? Oh, uh, anyway, Luke,
4: <sighs> I, I tell you... I still don't know. I tell you why I, I got <laughs> the, the doctor... 000. Uh, I don't think this should come after the jingle. I think I'm all right. There's just a couple of flash cuts yeah. in this. And uh, and it kind of relates to what we're told that Tyler Durden does for a living. He, we're told that he's a projectionist uh, in a theatre.
2: But he has yeah. a selection of night jobs. He has... Is, <laughs> sorry, is there some parallel between his night jobs and a reference to Taxi Driver? No, no, Am I right um, in thinking that one of Robert De Niro's jobs is being... in? No, I'm off. No, it. he's a taxi driver.
4: <laughs> Forget it. Forget <laughs> it. Sorry, yes. So back to the protectionist thing. <laughs> back to the protectionist thing. Sorry about thing. that. God. Am get- I, what the hell
2: is going on with my know. mind? You know,
1: it's all right, because Quentin Tarantino gave Harvey Keitel his first leading role, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll carry on. You, you know the film A Christmas Story? Yeah. When is that set?
2: <laughs>
1: Where's the Cannes Film Festival being held this year? I don't know.
5: In Wales, and uh, the other film was set in Easter. Let's move on.
4: Right, back to the projectionist thing. We we get <coughs> told that he does this job, and it's narrated to script, you know, straight to camera. He does
3: the changeover, doesn't he? And,
4: and he does the changeover, yeah, and he splices, um, splices little bits of interesting stuff in between the he films. He splices
3: one frame worth of stuff, doesn't he, on the changeover? Yes. Yes. What, uh, what it, stuff it, are we talking about?
4: I think we're oh, talking about cock. a giant oh, cock. Oh,
3: bastard. <laughs> <laughs> jumped the gun and he got there first. But
4: anyway, um, we know that he splices single frames of stuff into stuff.
3: Nice so big he, cock.
4: When he's talking to the doctor about his sleep, there's a flash cut next to the doctor. You can't quite see what it is, but there's something flashes right. No, oh they're all that, over the place are, my that's, third, this that that's the first one that I
5: see that is the first one and my dad oh, saw wait, that wait 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 she, wait 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 stop talking we're not going to talk about no, what no, listen, it no, 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 is I'm not going to talk about what it is but my dad saw that one splice and figured out the film from there so, Straight my away. so
3: did my dad maybe yeah. it's a dad thing it really pissed me off <laughs> likewise like, he went oh and turned the film off
2: I'm looking forward to being a dad, if only just to find out all this cool shit that they seem to just know. <laughs> and apparently it seems that the moment my child is born, all this knowledge will just come flowing yeah, in. But
4: just so think I about how much be, dads forget.
2: I imagine it to be something like The Quickening.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or something like that.
6: Um, oh. Yeah. That's what happens.
2: The baby's born and the ele- the electricity starts. It's a
3: son
4: oh.
2: somewhere. A dad gets his dad knowledge and he wants to buy slippers. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens. It's true. I've seen a video on the Discovery Channel. So show.
4: they kick the shit out of each other outside the bar.
2: Yeah, and yeah. two guys see them doing it and want to join in. No, they walk up and like, "What are you doing? Can I be next? Can I? Yeah. Can I be next? And we- thus
1: the club is born. Yeah. yeah. And they set up the fight club in a basement of a local bar with how many rules is it? Can't remember all of the rules. Seven. seven rules eight, seven rules. And the first rule is you don't talk about it, and the second rule is you don't talk about it. Um, I so wanted to remember all the rules. I wanted this. to remember all the rules, but I, I on the fact, it a trivia page. I love the fact that I like, remember you know,
4: the last one. If it's your first night at fight club, you have, you have to fight for awesome only one rules. fight at a time.
3: There's a great spoof of it in spaced. Where they do robot yeah. like robot wars. The first rule yes. of robot club is you don't talk about robot club. Uh, robot club. The second rule of robot club is you don't talk about. Oh, oh so sorry, sorry. It's uh, no, no smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's cool.
5: Uh, I just find it funny that there are, you know, that you do not talk about Fight Club as reiterated, yet Fight Club keeps growing and growing in every yeah. city. Yeah, yeah so that, so that's
6: the two mainly it? broken
3: rules, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. How the hell if no one's talking about it does everyone hear about it? Well, they
1: were well, good we get enough to bring to find that, out that up.
4: Who's talking about it? Yeah. Don't we? Well,
6: yeah,
1: they were good enough to bring that up and say as well. Like mm. there are a lot more new faces. So some people have been breaking the first two rules of Fight Club as yeah. well. They didn't just
3: appear. No, I know, but it's still a bit of a... Uh, yeah, it's cool.
1: cool. And this is where this is the sort of, the, I don't know, the, the, the philosophy starts, what starts out as quite an interesting liberal-based philosophy or, you know, naive idealism, uh, you might want to call it, depending on your persuasion, starts to become very murky. Mm. And slowly, over the course of the film starts to become more dark and once we get into the project mayhem sort of area, then you're sort of looking at it, it descends. so what starts at a very basic you know well meaning shunning western ideals notion starts to descend, and this is what the when the violence comes in and the at first it's fine and the whole idea you think yeah beat the shit out of each other know that you're alive seems quite it's quite an interesting idea if it's had masculine uh, it's very male it's a very male yeah. film it's this.
4: all about maleness yeah
1: it's and, and, and the, the male the animal
4: completely uh,
5: can, I'm just curious because on the commentary this is pitched or they talk about this sorry can everyone hear that fucking yes, yeah. <laughs> Um this is pitched as a black comedy and I don't see anything it is. remotely funny about this Me at all. Tits.
4: <laughs> yeah, They're fucking that's hilarious. Don't <laughs> 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 think mind. Bob, Bob
1: yeah. had bitch tits. Yeah, but that's not. They're funny. massive. Oh, there's a lot of humour in this. This there dark humour. Really. Yeah, yeah. it's like a if nerds. you could fight anyone, who would you fight? Gandhi. If you could yeah, fight anyone, yeah. who would you fight? Shatner. I'd fight yeah, Bill but, Shatner. <laughs>
5: yeah. I don't find I don't find that black comedy in the same way that Very Bad Things is a black comedy.
1: I would say that this is. Isn't a black comedy, I would say that this is a thriller with comedy. With black comic Mm. moments. With black comic. Uh, I just, think I think we can afford to make that sole distinction. It's cool. Mm. It's just
5: that you know, it's referred to as a black comedy and I was thinking nah, that it's, it's not. I'm sure it's
4: not no, really I don't think it is, although, it really. you
5: know, whenever Brits do read something that's slightly dark, we automatically assume it's funny um, just because we're that <laughs> twisted. <laughs>
4: Actually it's got some fantastic action sequences in it as well. You know, you yeah. can not yeah. get away from that. There's and some awesome music. Fine scenes. What wicked rating? music, Dust Brothers! What? Absolutely amazing. Rating
3: eighteen. Is it an, 18? No, it's it's an 18. eighteen? Yeah, it's be yeah, 18. It There's a great
4: deal of blood in this yeah, film. Yeah,
3: there's quite graphic stuff in there. Well, one it's, of the
4: rules is fights go on as long as they have to, and people yeah. get really yeah. hurt, don't battered, don't they? Yeah. really it, hurt. It's one
2: of those easily replicatable. Thing is, you could have Fight Club at school.
4: We see one guy; he's got a metal head brace on. He's clearly broken his neck.
2: Yeah, at one
4: of these fights, amazing that far.
2: They're still
1: loving it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's how good it is. It It makes you want to have a go.
1: It's as easily um, uh, recreatable in the real world to the point where, when me and uh, a few of my friends went to see it, and one dickhead um, who shall remain nameless. Uh, came out and decided that he was going to have a fight with me Aha. in an underpass in Milton Keynes. He's like, yeah, let's have a fight club right now and started um, having a fight, which was, um, yeah. So it, you him? See, But
4: you, you got the better injury, didn't you? Well, you gave the better injury.
1: Well, we both got black eyes, just mine um, looked slightly cooler and his looked nastier, so it was all right. Yeah, but, um, yeah, and then Good all of our one. mates dragged us off each other, which is quite.
4: Funny. I wonder how many guys did come out of cinemas and do exactly well, that to each other,
1: or well, how many guys came out and one guy, one twat, said, "Yeah, let's have a fight club," and I said, "No, yeah, I like my western ideas. I just went to the cinema.
4: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just a, paid a corporate <laughs> fucking shaft. I just, just paid for my to popcorn. see a film, and I paid loads of money <laughs> for my
1: popcorn. Thank you, I'm quite happy just keeping it on the other side of the silver screen. Yeah, no, I don't I, think many people. I snuck know.
3: my popcorn in my bag. <laughs>
2: I'd just say when we lived in Wakefield altogether, one of our housemates would on more than one occasion suggest to me that we do Fight Club. And it was the one that you would least think would want to get in a fight with anyone else. What, you? No.
6: <laughs> you will remain nameless,
2: guests. but you know who I mean. There's only one of the guests. But, um, it's just funny when you get that and you think, well, we... everybody would batter you. But let's,
4: let's not You'd dwell die. on You'd die.
3: But within a few weeks of Fight Club,
4: you'd be carved out of wood.
3: Yes. Yeah. Mahogany. So, let's. And then you'd be Hackman. You would be Hackman. Let's talk about Mr. Fincher. For a moment okay cool and then I so, that can we dispense and just start spoiling yes
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, well I want to talk about Fincher and a couple other things before we do that but yeah well as long as you want to do that Mike then that's fine yeah shut the fuck up Fincher <laughs> so he starts <laughs> I'd like to start with an anecdote no it's if I Um Fincher so we're starting with like Alien 3 he's not a bit very, very prolific director so we've got Alien 3 7 The Game Panic Room and Fight Club mm. now out of those I'd like to say he's not made a bad film I know some people would disagree. Um and some people don't like Alien 3. Is anyone not like Alien 3 here? No, I'm happy not, with Alien 3. Don't, don't I've really
3: not seen like it enough to hate,
6: don't
2: hate
3: it that like good.
1: Now a lot of
2: people don't like Panic Room, but I think it's awesome. I,
3: I think it it's good. all right. I think it's his weakest film. I think it's good. The, just a general good.
2: I love the panning shots through the balconies and all that sort of thing it's a through the house. It's a beautiful house. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. The scene in slow motion when she runs out of the room that to get the phone great. is incredible. And so many other bits. Again, Jared Leto. He was brilliant in it.
3: Very well done,
2: yeah. Very scary kind of guy in that. Forrest Whitaker again, playing Forrest Whitaker. Uh,
6: Um, Jared
1: Leto was scary in that at all.
2: You didn't think he was very unhinged? sort of? No,
1: I thought he was a bit of a twat. It was the other guy who was scary.
2: Which other guy? Oh, yeah, the guy with the mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. I was just waiting for him to try and sell me Smirnoff.
1: <laughs> I like the fact
5: that Jared Leto is in Fight Club and he has about two lines. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I didn't
4: even notice he was there until I read his name on the credits rolling past me. Well, he has the big blonde
2: hair, so mm. is that what, him? Yeah, yeah, that's why is you that don't him? like him.
4: Shit! Yeah. Shit!
5: Is and, it really? Uh, and he didn't get that part because it was the only one free for him. You know, he's Jared Leto, and he chose he to have it. two lines. You know, yeah,
1: wow, so the, that's cool. That's two more lines than he had in The Thin Red Line was he in that as well yeah he's in that he dies no words was everyone's it. in that everyone's in, in that I'm in that yeah I'm in <laughs> that the fucking chuckle brothers were in that
2: tell me yeah. in the
1: background on one of the hills to me
5: to to oh
1: me, to silly you. me
2: with a hand grenade
4: with a hand grenade <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be amazing
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's all gummages in the thin red um right what were we saying I don't know Yes. yeah Yeah, yeah,
4: you were talking about Vincent. yeah yeah. not made a bad film this game
1: is crazy the game is mad the the game is absolutely nuts Um, it is good
2: and it's a good Michael Douglas performance but I'm I'm put off by Michael Douglas in it and I don't know why that is
4: what have you got against him? I don't know. He's really not that changed. He's
2: never done anything bad. That's a lie. Nope. He's, he's never <laughs> he's done really anything that's, that's offended me too badly at all or anything like that. I just don't know what it is. Have you seen Traffic? Yes.
4: Then you must think he's No, I haven't. It. That's
2: wrong as well. I'm full of shit tonight. You must think he's um, <laughs> What's Traffic? He's good in the game. Even in the old romance in the stone, Jewel of the Nile. Yo, he's What about wicked Falling Down? And Falling Down is He's Falling, also down, down, has, been he's falling down. Best performance from Falling Down. For some reason, I, it's there on the shelf, and you what, just the, uh, game. The, the game, and it's always mm, no, even though it is very good. Sean Penn, right? I'm going well.
4: to make it my to watch It while I've got this on. Yeah. Yeah. he's the brother. <laughs> he's one of the main guys. Right, of course. we're watching I've it. i have not seen it
1: for a long time. I've we're seen watching it. For it. A long time. It's, yes. on
4: a, it's on the pile now. It's good.
1: So nah. this, so this is his second film with his uh, partnering up with Brad Pitt. And Seven did also a fantastic job with the two of them. Seven's fantastic. Seven's an incredible film in itself. And it's something like we'll probably have to do that some other day. Yes. Um, one thing I'd like to point out about all David Fincher's films up until Panic Room, which completely destroyed my theory, which I was quite upset about when I first saw it, is the fact that he doesn't use a single establishing shot. Yeah. He does not use a single establishing shot. The, well, hang, on, hang on, hang in, on, hang on. He doesn't. Uh, no, I mean, in terms of like a, a wide city, like wide shot to identify your location.
5: Well, the, I, 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 the only argument I'm going to make is Alien 3, but the others... You but know, he has
1: one it. establishing shot of the colony, and that's it. Yeah, but you
5: also you do get a shot of the planet as well.
1: Yeah, but yeah.
5: the city stuff, definitely.
1: But the city stuff, yeah. The Seven is an anonymous city. Yeah. Um, we know that the game is set in San Francisco, but it is never stated, and we never get a massive shot of We only know it's San Francisco because there are hills. Um nice. And Fight Club is completely anonymous as well. There is no location.
4: It's unnecessary so to the plot. It's not necessary shot. to the it's plot, but it also somewhere.
1: it also indicates that it could be happening anywhere. it does and that's sort of references to other cities, point, but, but yeah, but not to the one that it's the essentially trouble.
2: in. I mean, there are many films where the place they're set is very much a part of the film.
1: Yeah, but even films that um, the place they're set are not part of the films, they usually like, you know tell you what the location is, so you can identify. Yeah, further with the characters as to where they are actually located or there isn't a shot of Big Ben in a, in a film in London you know or something like that well that could be the anywhere shot, in England
4: though. the only shot in the film is going actually. up inside the gun isn't it hmm? it's, it's climbing up inside the gun the camera's going up inside the gun and we're seeing all the mechanisms of the gun yeah and then it comes out so we're establishing from the inside rather than the outside and seeing a massive picture yeah from it's, the inside Which bit now? The very very beginning shot. Oh, the animation thing. Oh no! Yeah.
2: Oh right. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Now I'm with you now. Okay. Yes. (laughs) So barely. So that was something that I think he's fairly consistent with throughout all of his films, up until Panic Room, where the entire opening title sequence is establishing shots of New York, which I was quite pissed off when I saw. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you
6: did um, it
4: on purpose. just did you write? Maybe I
1: actually written an essay at this point, uh, <laughs> illustrating in, in in my film studies that uh, this is what David Fincher did, and then a few weeks later went and saw Panic Room and kind of. Pissed on that essay. And, uh, Did you get it back with a frowny face stamp? When the comment see, see, me. see
3: panic room, see panic room. Yeah, <laughs> not see me. See, see panic, panic room.
6: room.
3: <laughs> you fuck.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, David Fincher also does for the color green what Michael Mann does to the color blue. This is um, very true. There's you know there's so much greeny hue kind of like fluorescent lights in the same way that Michael Mann uses the whole blue. Yeah. Sea
5: well, see the the, the greeny fluorescent the greeny light. Yeah. You've just nailed it. It's all about the fluorescent light, isn't it, in Fight Club? Yeah. It's all about dingy, horrible, because fluorescent light's dead light in so many respects. It's like shop light. It's not quite real. Yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of life, but turned down just a little bit.
2: It's the color tinge to these things, not down to the uh, dop. Instead, there.
1: No, of course it is, but it's no, know. no, it's not down but to green... the dop. It's created by the dop, right? But
5: and, but green is the natural color that comes out under fluorescent light.
2: Mm. Right. Yes.
5: It's a, well, It's actually it's a greeny blue, to be fair, but more green than blue. Um.
2: We're on to colors again.
5: We're talking about colors, yeah. <laughs> Let's move
3: on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of green soundtrack. Dust Brothers. Fantastic.
4: Pixies. Absolutely wonderful.
3: Don't
1: particularly like the music, but I actually think it suits the film perfectly. It's not my thing. It's not I don't quite it doesn't have enough.
2: Well you like, as we were saying tonight, you like your big music. Yeah. I think that Mm. that's the that's how my mother would describe it to me, and I agree with it totally. It's big music. Mm. Um, Definitely as an example the theme tune to Last of the Mohicans is big music yeah yes oh, that's the God sort of God, thing good, I've though. got that soundtrack um it's awesome yeah and I'm very much a fan of it too and Fight Club really doesn't have anything it's like that it's low key at all.
3: it's sort of undercurrent stuff
4: you got it. electric techno electric techno yeah you you're kind of hearing the well the chemical Brothers, dust bros yeah kind of noise to yeah. it. Is there acoustic techno not really
5: you just made that you have to do you? it really fast
4: it's just techno right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah it's there to be pacey and to be quite punchy yeah. and it and it, it does work really really well movie. on a stereo turned up very loud I'm Sure yeah. does. I like it yeah. I close my eyes
2: uh,
5: I close my eyes and try not to think of the words searing flesh there's some awesome moments in
2: this film that we're just not mentioning, but they're oh, there to be well, watched. There's shall we play so the many. jingle music
1: that yeah, as if there's gonna we. be jingle yeah. music? Right. Let's play that. Yeah, yeah. Let's sing a jingle. So there are spoilers now. There are spoilers now. Spoilers. Spoilers. Turn off. Don't watch this So yeah, if you haven't seen this film, it's great, watch it. If you have seen this film and you want to listen to get now, we'll carry on.
2: If you don't want to know the score, look away now. It's the
6: same... God. it's the same guy. he is tired of the dead mm. Brad Pitt is he's edual, is
3: personality disorder he's oh mad. shit he's
6: mad I can just in see hundreds of,
1: hundreds of people <laughs> scrambling from the other side of the room to get to their mouse in time and just yeah, like
6: yeah, no shit, oh, shut I the fuck up no it's the oh, whole they, they
1: can't reach their walkman because it's trapped on another side of the door but they can't they didn't think fast enough to take the headphones off and <laughs>
3: damn they R- ruined the it they were just out. drifting off on the morning trip to work and the jingle woke them up and oh, oh what's this it's
6: the same
3: yeah. guy yeah. Yeah. So there I was hope
4: no need to, to do
2: that other than to purposefully ruin it for those people yeah. Yeah. brilliant yeah. Fun. didn't we feel Fantastic. stupid no I loved it I do felt that again.
4: stupid I really did you didn't I was have like to oh, do that should have been so, so obvious it, it, Right. when you look back you go what's, oh well, god that's, Jesus, that's god. what's so I, sick about it I had no idea
3: you have no, no
1: clue you have no idea you watch it all the way through you think fuck what the fuck and then you watch it again and you think I'm a stupid moron yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: I should have got that why did I see amount? that
2: there's so many subliminal flashes as to where Tyler Durden is he keeps coming up in single frame he begins to
4: appear at the time with the doctor it's like you're so tired
2: no, he's in before that. Show. No, you're right. No, he's not. That's, that's the first first one. One. I thought he was uh, in Russia. He's yeah. in
4: pain. He's been awake for days and days and days. So and to get over
2: this,
6: mo- yeah. To get he, over he this mundane
2: uh, Sorry. Creates- he comes up before the doctor's office on Does the it? photocopier at work.
6: <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Then the doctor's office. Then a group meeting. Then as Marla leaves the building and in the waiter presentation of the hotel. Yes. video Yes, he's in there.
3: Ah. So it's described to get out of this Oh, shit life he's in he creates this other personality to propel him into something that he's not So outrageous design of a character, looks like, fr- look, of character. looks like he wants to look looks like he wants to fuck <laughs> acts like he wants to act everyone and as he says everyone has
1: that, that fantasy like you know when you have a conflict with someone at the shops and someone like says something nasty to you or something and you just think yeah. oh I really wish I just told him to fuck off and then you get yeah. and he actually thinks it and then does it and actually creates you know, his it. own yeah, yeah.
4: He's the one that does rather than yeah. thinks about. He walks the walk. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Oh. I. I think it's safe to say. I think so too. The walk being and walked. with those shoes, it's a classic walk. I think oh, so. And, and he's got pants. a leather jacket.
4: Yeah. So he means. He's business. ripped as well, isn't he? <laughs> I hate oh,
2: him so. You, you but can but see you know. what is what has come to be known as the Brad Pitt muscle.
5: Yes you Tristan but Describe It's not I don't even know The technical name for it But it's It's that one On the side Of your stomach Yeah, yeah yes. The one that most of us Have as, as love handles a Brad blade. has as muscle it's, it's, Yeah That's yeah. crazy
6: it's,
4: it's sickening That's because He it's does amazing. like Twisting sit-ups About a thousand times a day
2: I've yeah. only ever seen it on, on him uh, The singer Pink <laughs> and, <Britney's, laughs> and Britney Spears For about a fortnight
4: <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> they worked hard for that photo.
2: No, there was one photo shoot of a way you saw it and then it was never seen again. I don't know. It was when she... Ones.
5: Oh, no, I was going to say it's when she was um, the Pepsi girl. Probably. And uh, she was on the side of Pepsi cans and she'd either had it surgically enhanced or worked really hard.
1: Photoshop. <laughs>
3: <Possibly. laughs> possible. Welcome to the po- Pepsi Photoshop.
1: So you have the subliminal cuts. Um, you've got stuff like... People doing double takes when, um, like, he's talking to himself and, you know, you think that's because of what they're talking about, but it's actually because he's just blabbering talking to himself. To him. yeah.
5: He's pulled out the wrong side of the
1: car. That's, the car yeah. that's yeah. my f- personal yeah. favourite because at first it looks like a continuity error and it's not. I've never noticed seat.
4: that at all until you noticed it out tonight.
2: No. It's fucking brilliant actually mike yeah in the in the car scene where tyler tells jack to just let go tyler is driving it jack gets out the driver's side door after the crash this in fact was unintentional and while looking at the dailies fincher chose to keep
1: it 100%. Just read that. Sorry,
2: just as you. I don't wish to.
1: Well, then it is intentional because he did decide to keep yeah. it rather than film it again. That's very true. You could, we could that was one it could intentionally go on for hours. left in. It was intentionally left in. It yeah. might have been an accidental continuity error, but it was intentionally left it's in. An accident it looks, went right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because oh I, yeah,
5: I should have thought of that. Glad it when, happened. <laughs>
6: uh,
5: on the DVD commentary, Fincher claims that it was utterly deliberate, and the guys in the continuity room. Yeah. Fuck up and send them a memo saying, Oh, you've got it wrong. And they went, Ha ha, ha. We were just testing to see.
3: Yeah, if it's like, Yeah, it. yeah, that, that, that's what I meant S- to happen. So which, is, which is true.
1: <laughs> oh, it's one of these ones that will be debated. <laughs> we'll, never we'll never know. Never know.
5: And we will never care. So
1: let's move on. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, he creates this alter ego to do everything that he wants to do. And he edits his own conversations in his mind. And the less time that he stays awake as Ed Norton, the more time Tyler is out doing all this crazy shit that he doesn't know about. He travels across the country, setting up more fight clubs, setting up more Project Mayhems. Uh, They all start
3: to sort of worship him, don't they?
1: Yeah. And creating this crazy sort of... Charles Manson cult-like yeah Yeah. very cult-like
6: makes you think
5: even more than that he tells the members of the club that when he is Ed Norton they're not to listen to him
6: Yeah. yeah yeah
5: So they
4: uh, know and they that he's when he says script.
1: certain
3: things, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he
4: you said he said you say you'd say, that, say that. that
1: as well. He said you'd definitely say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. The scene, scene with the cops is incredible. It's so it's scary as well. We missed out Ed Norton's boss. I think he's worth a very long <gasps> oh, mention because oh, yeah. <laughs> his character is fantastic. The whole re- the stuff with the ties when he's saying oh he's wearing his golden cornflower, blue. Cornflower, cornflower blue, cornflower blue. Yeah. Tie it must today. be Tuesday. Must be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Does it
4: come in cornflower blue?
1: <laughs> I think you left this on my on the photocopier. What is this? Five clubbers. Don't, don't, you, you, club you,
5: don't you dare, Mike, because you love Edward Norton's little little speech after this, don't you? Yeah, Absolutely. I think I it's it. the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> really oh, it's don't. Yes. Come, on. Come on. No, I really don't. It's, awesome. it's so
2: cheesy.
5: It's, it's so not
2: cheesy, but you, cheesy. No, it is. It's the cheesiest
5: dialogue
4: ever. You did so got...
2: a your job on the spot for that. But yeah. think about
4: it. It's the kind of thing that you'd want to say if you oh, were brave yes. enough, exactly enough to do it. And that's the point. He is brave enough to do it because at that moment in time, he is Tyler Durden. It's exactly yeah. what you'd
1: want to say. As exactly. Well. Or coming out out of me maybe you shouldn't bring every piece of crap to my desk and fire it's fucking brilliant see I've I've taken that leap and done
2: some of those things at work that perhaps overstepped the mark a little bit throughout my life and I must say it's very liberating and very frightening and I don't know if I'd ever do it again but have you no, ever gone scared. to the point
1: of beating the shit out of no, yourself no I didn't go that far um, trying to I blackmail you your me. employer and then making it look like he's beating the shit out of you when the security bust him. no the worst thing I ever did was that Halloween when I pulled my trousers down
5: um, I thought you were going to ask has he ever been to work <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: equally valid question for another time um, yeah. you saw me do scene, it once yeah. that scene
3: is fucking we
6: awesome saw you though. come
3: home in a suit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been at the strip club all day. <laughs> <laughs> Stripping.
6: <laughs> that was your job.
3: They
2: threw me out because you want to stick like pound notes under but we don't have pound notes so I was chucking pound coins.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they don't want that.
4: It's cheap, aren't
2: oh. cheap. Give them euros. If I was sticking fibres under there, I'd only be there for like eight minutes. <laughs> and then I'd have to leave. And I wouldn't be able to get a taxi home. Just what?
4: And you won't be that's able to me. get in either, because I'd lock you out.
2: Oh, this was before you. No, that's weird. I've never been to a strip club in my life.
4: You went to a strip club and didn't take me with you.
2: I've no, never you been to a strip club. Oh, right, okay. If you want to go to a strip
4: club, we'll go to a strip club. I have. Uh, was it rubbish? Nice. Your face is saying it's rubbish. It's great. Was it? Yeah, um, I'm a,
3: an old manager of mine um, that I used to work um, in Barclays with uh, came up to visit Leeds one time and um, he said all right we'll go for a few drinks he was like proper sort of, yeah all right sort
6: yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. he
3: was a cracking guy um, so He's absolutely loaded. Bought me loads of drinks. He's like, right, where are we going? Purple door, Blue Leopard. I was like, oh mate, you know what I mean. And eventually dragged me. I spent two hundred pounds of that guy's money on iguan lap dances all
6: night.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, it was a good night. And they, and they do really, really fancy. They love them, don't me. They? All of them love me. And yeah, they weren't after money. In they touch really wanted your heart with them now. Yeah, maybe they'll
2: find you on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe their fifteen-year-old
1: daughters will find
3: him. It's uh, a connection. Shut up. <laughs> um, <Yes>. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm thrown by that.
2: Sorry. Um, so he really is Tyler Durden.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the editing stuff for a second. I'm sure you must want to talk about that, Troy. No. Right. Okay. Okay. Good night. this crazy set of sort of um rapid jump cuts uh, at certain points when yeah, he's yeah. when he's realizing that he is actually Tyler Durden and you flash back to everything I love the sequence where they flash back to everything that sort of happened over the course of the film and they must have replacing so uh,
3: much footage,
1: yeah. Or just, just like, okay, now we do it with Ed, yeah, you know, yeah, and like, mm. and just saying, do not fuck with us. And it's Ed Norton, and they just do the crazy, they just miss out a couple of frames, yeah. yeah. And it makes everything just really seem that like little bit more out there.
3: It's yeah. great. It's and- the close up you get where he's shaking right in front of the camera, and mm. Like he is sort of just
1: piecing together the memories and there's little bits missing, like there's little frames of his memory missing. It's just just a wicked little bit. Which Um, he then
3: remembers from the perspective of Tyler. hmm
6: yeah,
1: and he must have had some great shit when he's beating the crap out of himself. When Brad Pitt and him are going at it at the end in the car parking uh, car park underneath the uh, the main building yeah. after the bomb sequence, and like you cut to CCTV footage and you see Ed Norton dragging himself back with his own hair and then shucking himself down a flight of stairs where yeah. Brad Pitt is making a it him. So him. It's fucking amazing.
3: Well, oh, I, I just love the bit where he goes, "Hang on, no, he's not got the gun." I've got, I've got the, the gun. gun and yeah. then that's the change the it's gun just
6: like, is in my hand
3: yeah the gun is in my hand just like fucking yes mate you just like go on control like,
4: you might get back in control do? of your mind
6: Yeah. And And that's the moment he realizes
4: shit, if if he's yes, I can do this, I can be him. I am him. Because he
3: tries to do it several times, doesn't he? And fails every single time. The reveal, apart apart from diffusing the bomb in the truck as well. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's great little sequence there. I love that.
1: The reveal of the twist itself as well, I find is quite is quite interesting because most of them it's usually, you know, one line. Or one yeah. little sequence where it's you know it's oh my god he's dead he's been dead the whole film or something you know like that or you know she killed her own children they're all ghosts but the this one you have the guy in the bar who's got the the, the brace on and he says oh you did sir you were standing right there and you said to me and you you did you gave me this and it's the scar that's been left by the lie when he's put it on his hand. Yeah. And and that and then at first I remember seeing that and just it's thinking, just like, what? What? What does he mean by that? And then when Brad Pitt just magically, oh no, he calls up Marla, doesn't he? Yeah. And says so like, "I'm I, we were fucking," we were, and you are thinking, no. And then Brad Pitt's magically there in in his hotel room, and then it's they like, start, no. yeah, I'm you. And so they have to tell you it three times, but they literally do have to tell you it three yeah. times because yeah. I was just like, what the fuck until that
2: happens. That's only because you can't handle the truth.
1: <laughs> What's interesting though is when Brad
5: Pitt does turn up, he turns up looking a lot more scragged as well. And yeah. With the, and with a
4: chipped tooth. Oh, I've not oh, never noticed a damageable. Yeah.
2: I have some questions about the very end. Now, in the conflict to get rid of Tyler Durden, he decides that what he needs to do is to shoot himself. How
3: does that work? Well, he is thinking he, he as shoots, Ed Norton.
2: He shoots himself through the from the inside of his mouth out.
3: Yeah. Now, see, true. I
5: think he's actually trying. I don't think he's trying to kill Tyler Dill at this point. I think he's trying to kill himself, but misses. But, but misses. I could be wrong, but that's just my interpretation. But why, why does he
3: say my eyes are open?
5: Because he's trying to say I know what I'm doing.
3: Yeah, okay. I think. Or at
5: least that's what I think he's saying. Right. I know
3: what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm this is awake, my I choice.
1: Can. Yeah. I'm not dreaming. When consciously killing and... that part of your own subconscious yeah. by that action, which yeah. is that's what he's doing. Yeah, is it just the action of the the,
2: the action choosing of shooting himself? He's actually shooting because it's very. I, I'm not going to say I'm satisfying that that's not correct at all. I just find it questionable. If and he wants it's to it's hit Tyler Durden, very...
4: very... if he wants to punch it, I know I, I, no, I can't
2: no I understand I'm not I'm not saying it's bad I'm not saying it was done wrongly I'm just saying this is purely for me Uh that I don't know why would that cure him of it but I understand that it is the
1: action of it not if Tristan's got right got to
4: hurt himself
1: yeah if it's not just the action if Tristan's interpretation is correct then that would make a lot more sense in just fact a I'd never trauma I'd never thought of it like that I'd always thought that Ed Norton had deliberately That's what missed I and shot through his own cheek but Troy's idea is actually quite interesting that he's attempted to but, he's, you know, but he doesn't know how to use a gun and he fucks up and blows off his own cheek mm. but that part of his mind thinks when, you, you know, you put a gun in your mouth, you pull the trigger, you think I'm you're going to be dead. You're yeah. dead. So yeah. he's dead. And then he realises not as Ed not.
2: I think the question it makes me ask is, if it is just the traumatic event that he has to go through, were I in the situation and was going to shoot part of myself for a traumatic event, that wouldn't be the furthest bit from my mind as to which bit I would shoot. I
4: think I'd have gone for therapy a lot sooner.
2: You know, mm. if you've reached that point, wouldn't you shoot yourself in the leg? Or something like that, where you know you're at least not pointing in the general just, direction of your But then again,
3: he doesn't necessarily know that the massive trauma will. But cure yeah, him.
2: that's what I mean. So maybe then, in that case, Tristan's right, and he is try- just trying to kill himself. But no, but
3: he is showing that he's going to kill himself to Tyler. So he's tricking Tyler. Effectively, yes, that's what how I took it.
1: Yeah, I'd never seen him as harboring
3: any kind of suicidal desire. Before. No, no, neither did I. You know he, what? He sees the moral good in things and he wants to get out.
4: He saw it when he pulls the trigger. He sees his own head blowing off, but he doesn't. Um, we see a Tyler as he spins round. Yeah. We see the hole in the back of his head. Yeah. And that's what Ed Norton can imagine, his back there, but actually his cheek's blown off.
6: hmm So we- as
4: long as he can imagine that Tyler's got a massive hole in his head and he can't survive it, then that's fine. It's okay. his imagination that's dead. He's killed mm-hmm. that imaginative part of himself.
2: This is one for the forum. This
4: is He's huge. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to hear what about huge. this forum. Um,
1: Psychologically
3: questionable. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, don't we shoot a, yourself
4: in the
6: head. we have a spoiler thread
3: and a normal thread? <laughs> oh, mm.
6: God,
5: yeah. We,
2: we should do that.
6: No, because,
5: no, no, it's quite simple, because if people don't want to click on it,
2: then yeah but then they, they, they can't click on it if they we'll don't want to see spoilers we're... bugger them bugger them bugger them yeah go away and watch Fight Club and then come back and tell us what you've got to say about it yeah, yeah. until then we're yeah, not right, interested yeah. Yeah. otherwise
5: you are asking them to comment on a film they hadn't seen but do you yeah. put spoiler in the title of the I thread. will
2: do but I'm not interested in these people who just come in and go oh I haven't seen this yet and you think well, that's all right. Then you and watch it. I don't care that you haven't seen it. But I've just told that, you to
4: watch it. But it's good that we've maybe inspired them to watch it. No, that's good. But, you know,
1: also there's to, things I want to know and things I don't care. Oh, also, just uh, quickly point out that, like, before tonight, I think this is the first time I've seen this film post 9-11. And the end has yeah. a very different feel to it now. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's quite interesting. Even the
4: phrase ground zero's in there.
1: Yeah, the phrase ground zero yeah, is in there. And the collapsing buildings is just, it's quite reminiscent. Although mm-hmm.
5: well, ground zero is a term for the,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, for the, yeah, the oh, point of destruction. No, I see what
5: you mean. Yeah,
1: that, yeah. It resonates a lot further. And yeah, this whole, I don't know, at the end of the sort of, Clinton era, you know, mid Blair era over here. You know, there was this sort of end of the 20th century nihilistic mm. thing going on, which was then solidified into this this new era into this 21st century. I think uh, Lisa Simpson summed it up quite well. It's a lot of a tw- yeah. 20, welcome to the 21st century. It's not like the last one; just everyone's a lot more scared. <laughs> and that Fight Club, to me, sort of is the end of that. Decade in both cinema and as it, and literally it's 1999. Mm. And that kind of the way that the 90s went down to that dark point in everyone's mind, even though nothing terrible was happening in our societies, it was, you know, everything was fine. So, what were we looking at? We were looking at the psychological problems of people meeting that sort of what am I doing with my life? Is all of this, you know, consumerism and materialism worth it, or is it all just pointless?
4: I'm about being emasculated.
1: Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, up until then, there's been major wars for people to take part in. And society focused towards either being for those wars or protesting against them or that kind of thing. And now we're kind of floundering.
4: You suppress the aggression in yourself as well.
1: Mm. Well, As well, art becomes. In in times of war, art becomes in t- intensely simple. In, t- yeah. in peace times, it's when art becomes complicated. Mm-hmm. In peace times, you have therapy. In, you know, in war, in times of war, therapy doesn't. Uh, therapists don't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out of work. There's shell suck There's shell shock, but there's nothing else.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in, it's only when you have all of this time to think about and to contemplate the meaning of life or the meaningless of night, you know, Mm -hmm. life, then you start to, you have these problems and these issues occurring. It's sort of a symptom of, um, society's boredom. And that Mm -hmm. was the interesting point. And this was the last film that's kind of dealt with that Mm -hmm. in recent times because everything post nine 11 has changed which is quite a little interesting thing.
5: On a completely different note, I can't remember whether I said this on air a few weeks ago or not, so stop me if I did, but the balls that this film had in terms of publicity, um, I love the DVD box set that's got a booklet printed of all the positive comments that were said by critics about the film, but also all the negative comments as well. That was really brave. And there were some really negative things about this film.
3: I bet. Who
5: was, said um,
2: Whoa. Well. Oh, there was, lots, no, there was, lots of credit totally awful said that
5: it was so far up its own arse that it actually thought it was saying something oh really mm. and that's printed in the booklet and I that's just think it's amazing yeah, yeah but
1: they printed it in their own mm. booklet they were as proud of the negative comments as they were the. and there was an entire backlash about the violence in this film as well yes there was even though there's a body count of one Mm-hmm. Um but then can't really count body counts because then Superman would be the most violent film in the world, they'd blow up a planet in the beginning of it.
4: It's the bloodiness, isn't it's it? The
1: bloodiness yeah. it? It's and the bloodiness of it. And what it's just the graphicness. Well that was uh, an interesting uh, And
4: man on man on man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, how, how and replicatable violence good. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tear yeah. each other That's to right. pieces. That's what I said. Yeah. There's a yeah yeah we're just reiterating it. There's a Thank wicked you. little thing in the features um, on Fight Club as well, where Fincher goes on about how he edited um, the scene where Jared Leto gets the other shit beaten out of him, because I, I can't I don't think it was the BBFC. It would have been it might have been the MPAA were saying it was too violent and they wanted it cut. And so he, and he came out of it quite happy because he ended up having to cut to the reaction shots of all the people around watching this violence and their disturbed reactions to it which um,
3: amplifies the feeling of the viewer it Mm. really does it's just like
1: oh and both cuts of that fight scene are actually on the disc as well and like the cut that the mpaa rejected i'm I'm pretty sure it's the mpaa correct me if i'm wrong someone but um the cut that they rejected and the cut which david fincher put into the final film which they accepted Mm. and he is completely correct
2: Mm smashing right have yeah. we got anything else we need to say about fight club i think watch we're done.
3: it's fantastic watch it before you go on the forum <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. um right then so anything to round up at the end of this week's show we'd it's, like to talk about podcast alley it's the f- final yes the day. no yes it's a new month isn't it it's a new, new month. month go and vote for us at podcast yes. alley you can do that in a multitude of ways. You can go to Podcastella, you can go to our website at www.simplasyndicator.com slash movies. You should see there's a little email box, or go to our MySpace page which is myspace.com slash movies
3: you should see. That's correct. And we've got Um, all our personal um, pages on there as well, Mike, uh, Tristan, Rich, Alison, and myself on there. So add yourselves, um, leave us a little message. It'd be good to see your face, see what you look like, Um, and it would be great for you to see what we look like, I hope. Yes, also, if you want to see what we look
2: like, there's the birthday video still available. Go to our webpage. Again, you can buy that for just
3: £2. Roughly three seventy-eight or something. Uh, dollars. Yeah, I don't know. It fluctuates. Like that so we're
5: getting very close to buying that microphone, aren't we, Rich? We are. We're getting we are. very
2: close to buying that microphone. So it would be lovely if some of you want to buy the birthday video. Um, what else? Old Actually, episodes. Yeah, old episodes in the store. Simply slash store. Uh, there's a menu there with our thing on. Oh, there's a link on our page. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think. Thinking so. Excellent. Smashing. Should okay. we say good night then? Yeah, good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yak
1: yak yak yak. Yeah.